taken, it's roughly in that ballpark. It's interesting that even though there are many prayers that we do not share, even though our liturgy might be very different from these other Christian denominations, even though many of our hymns are also very different, that there is one prayer that finds a home in every one of these Christian denominations to my knowledge. And it's the Lord's Prayer. How what a beautiful thing it is that the prayer that our Lord Jesus Christ taught us as a family, that even though we might be currently divided, we still come back to that same place, the Our Father. It's that prayer that at every Mass we go to is prayed right before we receive Jesus Christ in communion. Right? That our Father, which we can find in common with our brothers and sisters. And yet, how often, and it happens to me, you know, and I'm a priest, it happens to me, I pray the Our Father and I forget what I'm saying. We've learned it ever since we were little kids. And it's like, okay, now it's time to say the Our Father, and it's the Amen. And we forget what are these different elements. And I want to just focus on one thing that we ask for in the Our Father. Thy kingdom come. God, I want your kingdom to come. That's one of those things that we ask for, that every Christian asks for, but we in a special way, before we receive Jesus Christ in communion, we say, Jesus, your kingdom come. I want the kingdom of God to come. That's what I'm begging for. That's what I'm asking for. You've taught us to ask for this. And you may have noticed that last weekend and this weekend, we've had this series of parables about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. Right now we're reading Matthew, and Matthew refers to, calls it the kingdom of heaven. But if you go to Mark and Luke, he refers to these parables as the kingdom of God is like such and such. So it's important for us to understand how can we achieve this kingdom? How can we make this kingdom come? And last week we had three parables which described the kingdom of heaven, and there was that common element of how there's also human initiative, God's initiative, but also human initiative as part of the kingdom of God taking place. But what's interesting is there's one parable today. I'm going to focus on the treasure in the field where Jesus Christ tells us how we can obtain the kingdom of God. How do you get it? How do you get the kingdom of God to come? He says, the kingdom of God is like a treasure that's been buried in a field that a man finds, sells everything he has to buy that field. And he does it out of joy. He goes, sells everything he has, and he buys the field. Now what's interesting here is that the man doesn't have to go and sell everything he has to buy the treasure. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like a treasure. 
Jesus Christ is not asking us to go and sell everything that we have in order to get the kingdom of God. There's an element of gift there. The man doesn't go out and he doesn't buy the treasure. Because at times we can think, how can I be so perfect? How can, I, how can I obtain this kingdom of God in my life? I'm a sinful person. And Jesus Christ, he says, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to buy the treasure. You just need to buy the field. And so the question comes, if that's how we get the treasure, then what's the field? What's the field? Someone knows in the back row. And you've studied scripture, kid. The field, right? What's the field? That's the question. If we know that the kingdom of God is the treasure, then what's the field? And the key, and this is what's so beautiful about our liturgies, and I think it's one of the things Father Jan was talking about in last weekend's Mass. We went to a convention of evangelical churches out in Kansas City, and one of the things they mentioned is the beauty of the lectionary and how the readings from the Old Testament are linked to the readings of the New Testament. There's a continuity there. The church has done the work for us. You want to understand what's the field? What's the first reading? What's the entire first reading about today? Well, if you remember, it's about Solomon. God says, ask for whatever you want, Solomon. Can you imagine if God showed up to you, you know, you're doing your prayers at night and you kneel down beside your bed and you're praying and God, poof, he appears to you and he says, ask for whatever you want. You'd be like, man, give me a big ice cream truck. That's what I want. I want Smoyfest every single weekend of the year, right? What an opportunity. We'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, thinking of all these things we're going to rattle off to God. Well, that's what God did. God appeared to Solomon. He said, Solomon, ask for whatever you want. And the center, the heart of the first reading is Solomon's petition. Solomon's response. What does he ask for? He says, give me an understanding heart in order to judge your people and to discern what is right from what is wrong. And when we hear that, give me an understanding heart, we think, yeah, okay, Solomon is asking for this compassionate heart so he understands God's people. That's not, what's being, that's not what it says. If you go to the Hebrew, the word that's there literally means, give me a listening heart. Solomon is asking for a heart that's able to listen to God. Not an understanding heart in the sense of compassionate heart, a heart that understands his people. Solomon responds to God and says, God, you know what? The one thing I want is I want a heart that listens to you and therefore can discern right from wrong. That's our first reading. And it's the key that unlocks 
the gospel of today. What's the field where that treasure is hidden, the kingdom of God? The field is a heart that li listens. You buy that field and you get the treasure. You want God to rule your life? You want God to take care of your life? You want God to reign in your life and be number one in your life and make you eternally completely happy? You want that treasure? Well, I'll tell you what, you can't buy that, but you can buy the field. But how do we buy the field? The heart that's able to listen. Jesus tells us, sell everything you have. He doesn't mean literally. Sell your stuff. He means sell your pride. Sell your selfishness. Sell your way of seeing things, your way of, it's got to be this way. And if I can just fit God's will into my way of seeing things, everything's just going to work out. And many times that's what our prayer ends up being. Not your will be done, but God, do my will. And yet if we want the treasure, you've got to buy the field in order to buy the field, you have to sell it all. Lord, I'm selling it all. I'm ready to listen. I know many of you are working the festival this afternoon and have worked yesterday and probably all last week and maybe some for quite some time now, maybe a month. Well, I'd invite you this evening, take Jesus' parable and put it into practice. When you're doing whatever you're doing at your booth, when you're serving that ice cream, when you're serving that burger, when you're serving that whatever, listen. Maybe God's asking you to say just maybe one word to that person which could change their life. Hey, what's your name? Are you a parishioner of St. Margaret of York? Would you like to become one? By listening, God begins to reign in us and begins to work through us. And you could change someone's life.